There's a big merger this week. Verizon bought AOL. And uh, if you're like us, when you hear AOL, you immediately think of, of this sound. Now, I realize I heard that sound probably a thousand times in the 90s and early 2000s, but I actually have no idea what's going on there. On the line with us now is a Finnish hacker named Ona, who knows all about these sounds. So, yeah, it, was, it sounded a bit uh, unnecessary for me to hear all these beeps and boops that I can make no sense of. So, uh, first of all, this is a phone call. It's basically a phone call between two computers between two modems, to be exact. And um, they have this odd language. They start with the basics, like, um, yes, I'm a modem, hello. Okay, so we're going to take what uh, Ona told us and um, translate the conversation happening between uh, your computer and the dial-up service uh, into English. I'm a modem. Hello. Let's talk like modems talk. Yes, let's talk like modems because we are modems. I am testing the phone line. Does this sound okay? It sounds great, my modem friend. How fast can we transfer data? Very fast, even though it's the 90s. Great. Okay, my friend. Now it is time for the chat rooms. We got an email from Jing. Jing wants to know, how to dry out soggy shoes after they get soaking wet. Now, we actually have a solution for this, we think, but we need to test it, which is why we're starting today's episode in the staff shower room, where it's gross and and weird. I've never seen this many uh, shampoos collected along the side, the inner wall of a shower. That just makes this place look so, so gross to me. You know, I use the shower a lot. Yeah. Do you want to guess which of the, the soaps is mine? How about this Old Spice Fiji? That's me. Is it really? <laughs> there are like, what, 20 shampoos in here? You know me well. I know my fella. Okay, so we are, right now we are wetting both of the shoes in the shower. Get it good and good and wet there. You open up the tongue, get the inside. There we go. Okay, so we have two equally wet shoes. And what you're going to want to do, if you, have, if you have wet shoes, is take a bunch of newspaper and stuff it down in, in the shoe. It's uh, kind of overdoing the sound effects. There you go. Okay, so it is right now 12.54 p.m., mm-hmm. and we are going to leave the one control shoe just soaking wet with no newspaper we're going to come back and see if there's any difference in wetness in a couple hours. Okay. I'm excited. All right, let's get out of here before anybody notices. There are three of us in this bathroom. Well, it's time to talk about our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Casper. You know Casper, they're the online retailer for mattresses. And the friendly ghost. Casper mattresses are American-made and obsessively engineered for comfort. They use two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, to give just the right amount of sink and bounce. And they have a risk-free trial. You can try out your Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and returns. It's outrageous comfort at a polite price. So go to casper.com everything to check out their options. And they have a special offer for listeners of How to Do Everything. 
Use the promo code EVERYTHING to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress that works for you. Hey, Corey, what can we help you with? Well, uh, my wife and I, we had uh, visited Chicago uh, about uh, two years ago, and uh, we went to the Shedd Aquarium, and uh, we, we looked into the, uh, the penguin encounter. The kind of special tour with the penguins. Yeah, yeah, you got to go and you got to meet a penguin. And uh, we looked into it, and there was a couple rules, uh, one of them being that uh, you cannot wear a penguin costume uh, to this encounter. Now, it's my assumption that uh, you don't wear the, the penguin costume because you might offend the penguin because you don't have the correct <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> now, you said that you'd looked into the penguin encounter and you saw this rule. Mm-hmm. Did you then not do the penguin encounter because that was a deal breaker that you needed to wear a penguin <laughs> costume? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say it was, it was a deal breaker, but it was, it was definitely a concern. Being, being <laughs> Canadian, we uh, were very, very worried about, uh, about being proper at all times, not offending anyone. Right. I, my, I guess my worry, my worry would be that the reasoning behind the rule is that the penguins would believe you to be the greatest of all penguins, and it would just change their whole worldview. Ah, so like you know, come in as a as a as a like a monarch, if you will. Yeah, or a god among penguins. Well, that would be really threatening to the emperor penguins, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, Corey, we're very close to the Shed Aquarium. We can just head over there and ask oh, yeah? them about this. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, we are we are going to head to the Shed Aquarium here in Chicago and try and get an answer. You'll know we're there when we start speaking. In hushed tones. Underwater. Aquatic tones. Hey, can you just uh, introduce yourself for us? Uh, my name is Jessica Whiten, and I'm an assistant supervisor in the marine mammal department here at Shed. So we are about uh, four feet away from who's this here? I believe that is Iris, a Magellanic penguin. And what's Iris doing? Well, it looks like Iris is just resting right now. Um, you can see we've got some of these burrows in here, these kind of little setback areas. So some of the birds are in breeding season right now. Uh, Iris does not have a mate. She's a little bit young. It's okay. okay. We're not pushing her. So she, um, there's still time for Iris. Yeah, there's still time. Okay. But she's just resting over here in this corner. Um, I don't see any actual breeding going on right now. No, they're pretty much they're pretty much past that point right now, but you can see that there are pairs of penguins kind of spread out throughout the exhibit, and they've actually all laid eggs, and they're incubating eggs right now. Those are couples? Yep. And to, will they then form a family with the eggs, the babies, once they hatch? Yep. Both, the parents both will take care of the, um, take care of the egg and the, the chicks once they're, once they're born. They'll both take turns even while the chick is hatching. Some, sometimes can take 24 hours, even longer, a little bit for a chick to hatch. So um, they'll be trading off just like they normally do, whatever their rotation is they have worked out. Because that's really like the closest they have to like the birth moment. Exactly. And so does the, if the dad isn't there or if the mom isn't there, do they go, hey, go get them, the baby's coming. Like, do they do that? <laughs> well, they do call to each other, so maybe I, I can't translate yeah. what penguins are saying, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they do call to each other. So. Okay. What might that sound like? Um, well, the Magellanics sound like braying donkeys. So, like... What does that sound like? You know, like a donkey brays. Like, what does that sound like? Oh my gosh. Ha, ha, ha! <laughs> <laughs>
Mwah. Just like that. Yeah, that's what you wanted. That's not what I expected. <laughs> no, that's a, that doesn't sound like a doesn't even sound like a donkey. <laughs> well, it sounds like a penguin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So is that the I've heard there is that the penguin called the jackass penguin? Is that why it's? Yes, they're very closely related. Yes, and that's why they're called the jackass penguin. Glad to know that's the reason. <laughs> Uh, well, th- th- this is exciting. So you, in the middle of breeding season, I guess you're about to really increase the population here. Well, hopefully. These guys are, these guys are rather young. So we're, right now they all have dummy eggs. So we're watching them to see what their parenting skills are. Some of them are really good. They're keeping the egg tight underneath them, and they're keeping it warm, and um, they're tending to it, and some of them, eh, not so much. So when they lay the eggs, we actually pull them and put them in an incubator, and then we watch the pairs. So as we see the pairs very consistent with their egg, we will actually give them a fertile egg. Wow. So that's like in high school when they give kids like a bag of flour to to sort of test their parenting skills. They do that with penguins? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do any of the penguins with the fake eggs, do they blow it? Are they clearly not cut out to be parents? Sometimes, yeah. Really? What mm-hmm. do they do? They just lay the egg and it's like, whoa, what is this thing? Uh, yeah, it's not for me. So we, uh, we got a question from our listener, Corey. You, you may have heard. Corey wants to know, uh, he came out to do what's called a penguin encounter here and saw that there was a rule that you were not allowed to dress like a penguin. Uh, why is that a rule? <laughs> well... The penguins are used to our staff. We wear boots or wetsuits and the colors of our clothes, and we don't wear a lot of jewelry, things dangling down. So a penguin costume, or any sort of costume, whether it's a penguin or killer whale or whatever, is going to make a penguin nervous because they're not used to that in their environment. We want to kind of protect them and make them as comfortable as possible. So it's not that the the penguin would see me in a penguin costume and think I was a giant penguin. I highly doubt it. How, how do you know a penguin likes you? Oh, you know. <laughs> um, well, usually, usually you notice when a penguin doesn't like you. Um, there's a lot of head postures. You see the whites of their eyes. The tops of their head kind of stick up. They'll chase you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do they bark at you? They don't bark. They will bite. Mm. Oh. Yeah. But oh wait, were you just pointing to a bite? Mm, yeah. Really? I had a little bite. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's okay now? It's okay now, yeah. Wait, what was the name of the penguin that bit you? Monty. Uh, <laughs> you never forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yeah, we, we should check on the shoes. How long? It's been, what, an hour? I realize that we are trying to make dramatic uh something drying oh yeah shoes drying this is literally something people use as an example to describe something boring is that what you say like it's like watching shoes dry yeah using newspaper we've built a narrative arc around that yeah they're still wet so we are in week three of our exclamation point fast that's three weeks without using a single exclamation point and there's still time if you want to join the fast for the final week you can uh, let us know by emailing us 
at howto at npr.org. Miriam is doing the fast. So, Miriam, how's it going? Well, it's good. I almost blew it at school. We were doing a project where um, we're learning about the Industrial Revolution, and so I was doing a poster about the cotton gin, and um, we were supposed to make it like how somebody might have described it uh, then, and so I put... Uh, like a little blast with uh, new on it, and I put an exclamation point after that. But I managed to turn it into part of the blast. So Oh. <laughs> so this actually altered a school assignment. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so instead of the sign saying new, the sign just says new. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that might be a good tip for the, the other people doing the fast, is if, if, it, if their word doesn't look enthusiastic enough, they can just draw an explosion around it. Yeah, yeah, that might work. It might look a little weird in, like, a letter or an email or something, but hey, you know. <laughs> Did you explain to your teacher uh, what you were doing as far as the fast goes? Uh, I did not. No, I keep meaning to, and then I keep forgetting, so. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, because this is your future at stake. How how old are you? I'm 11. Okay, what grade are you in? Uh, fifth. All right, so you uh, there could be some things coming up where you maybe need to use an exclamation point. Yeah, and well, honestly, because we have like big state tests thing called the K prep. Uh huh. If I think I really need to use an exclamation point on the K prep, I think I can be excused for that, don't you? I, you know, I think if if your grades or standardized test results are going to be affected, definitely go ahead and use the exclamation point if if you feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Miriam, thank you so much for talking to us and, and for participating in the fast. Oh, sure. Well, thank you for suggesting it. It's a very interesting idea. As far as we know, you are far and away the youngest youngest participant. We're, we're glad Absolutely. to have you. Well, thank you. Amy is here. Amy's also doing the fast. And Amy figured out a pretty good workaround. The last word of the sentence, capitalized. Can you give us an example of, of kind of how that works? Yeah. Um, let me look back at my text messages right now, because I'm sure I have a whole bunch of them. Because it was just Mother's Day, so I had to be really creative and not use exclamation points, because that's what I got responses all all weekend long. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, don't use it, don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, let's see. Um, when someone said, thank you so much, exclamation point, um, and happy Mother's Day, like, with a bunch of exclamation points. She was a mom, too. Um, and so I also wanted to, you know, like, emphatically let her know that I was proud of her. Um, so um, I said, you know, you are a rock star mom. Um, and then I did a thumbs up. And, uh, comma, you really, with uh, the Y several, several times, are doing it all period, um, keep it up, and then the U and the P capitalized with a period at the end. That does seem enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. So I guess, so just any word at the end of a sentence, I can just put it in all caps and it, it kind of feels like uh, an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And if you can tell from my voice, I'm a fairly optimistic person. So I have to, not have to, but I, I, you know, that just kind of exudes out of me. So I tried, yeah. you know, so it's, it's been important to kind of carry that on. Yeah. I was going to say, you sound like someone with exclamation points in your heart. <laughs> they want to come out. It's, 
goofy, but it's true. Yeah. All right. There's just one week left. You you can make it seven, seven more days, days without yeah. without using an exclamation point. People, I mean, maybe tell people you're doing it too. If you've, you've gotten if you've gotten desperate, and you you need to express enthusiasm, and you can't use an exclamation point. Explain what's going on. Maybe it's your friend's birthday today. You want to say happy birthday with an exclamation point. Just wait until next week, a week after their birthday, to yeah. tell them. Hey, How to Do Everything is not the only podcast produced by National Public Radio. There's also Ask Me Another. If you like music, games, puzzles, and trivia, check out Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another if you don't know. It's like trivia night, but a lot funnier. Without that one guy who knows all the answers and gets all competitive and kind of ruins it for everybody, and you were just there to maybe have a beer, see your friends, and then one guy, it's like it's the Olympics. That guy's not there on the show. Buy that guy a drink. Go out and listen to Ask Me Another. You can find it at npr.org slash podcast. I mean, he he ruins trivia night every time. But that's his one night to shine. Give him that. He's a valuable member of the team. We wouldn't have won without him, but it's like... We're, we're here to have fun. We get it, Jerry. You're good. You know a lot. All right, I think uh, it's time to go check on the shoes. All right, so let's, uh, the two of us, head down into the workplace shower and see if anyone notices. All right, this is, this is very exciting. It's been about two and a half hours, and we are going to see if one shoe is drier than the other. Okay, I'm going to grab them from this top shelf. I think if we brought back the shower sound effect from earlier, it would sound like someone was taking a shower beside us while we did this reveal, and that might add add oh, more yeah. of a scene. Sure, sure. Okay, so the newspaper that we stuffed in the newspaper shoe is pretty wet. You want to feel that? Yeah, that's wet newspaper, all right. Okay, yeah. So I'm holding it, and I just I'm going to put my hand in, and it is actually it feels pretty dry. Okay, now the other soaked shoe that we did not newspaper, how does that feel? This is soaking wet still. So it really had an effect. It totally did. Yeah, this is... Oh, yeah, your hand is shiny and moist. So I think, Jing, if you want to do this, I think replace the newspaper after two hours, put some fresh newspaper in, give it another two hours, you'll be back to dry. And when you're done, you can uh, entertain yourself by reading a soggy old newspaper. We got an email from Clemens. Clemens says he listened to How to Do Everything while doing a 1,500-piece cat jigsaw puzzle. Clemens, these next 15 seconds are for you. I think I've done this jigsaw puzzle, Clemens. Is it kittens in a basket? How do you, when you do a puzzle, how do you do it? Do you sort by color? Do you turn them all over? No. I put the pieces together at random. You just force them together. If you, if you push hard enough, they will fit together. You can, I mean, that cat is scrambled. But you're done, and you can go on to other things. Clemens, are you ever tempted to change your name to Twain? That does it for this week's show. What did we learn today, Mike? Well, I learned that there's a dress code for hanging out with penguins. Yeah. 
I think it's amazing that they give them fake eggs so that they can practice what it's like to be parents. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that there are some penguins that don't become parents, like some that just decide, you know what, the single life. Yeah. That's for me. I know what I want to do. I got career goals. got yeah. personal goals. Yeah. You can just swim. Mm-hmm. Or work at a bank. You don't see a lot of penguins choosing that. Right. I feel like with a penguin, it's like, uh, really, it's like mostly butlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of drivers, a lot of Uber drivers, like the fancy Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. Conductors. Yes. Prom date. How to Do Everything was produced this week. That's all you need to know. Doesn't matter who did it. It's not a contest. Technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Corey Potash. Corey, happy birthday. And let me just say, your work, absolutely exemplary. I know you had a lot going on with the birthday, but even despite that, you still were here. You were the first guy in in the morning and Mm -hmm. the last guy to leave at night. Happy birthday, Corey. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. And visit our website, howtodoeverything.org. I mean, and I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye, my modem friend. Good talking to you. See you in 20 years when we enslave the humans.